Welcome, Float Magic fans. Glad that you're tuning in with us today. I have a special guest with us. It's Erica Allen. She is the executive director of the CSI Foundation Board, among other things. She <laughs> has a really big title with the college. Um, we've, you've been with the college, what, two and a half? Almost two years yeah, now. Almost two years. Yes. Okay. It's flown by. Yes, it has. It's. Um, I actually got the opportunity to be on the interview committee when you came on. Oh, and yeah. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. And so it was, she kind of blew us away. She's a pretty remarkable individual. Oh, thank you. Yes. So we're just thrilled to have her on today. Kind of going to talk about some CSI initiatives, mm -hmm. things that you do in the community. Of course, the foundation board, how we right. serve the students. Mm -hmm. So so welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. This room is amazing. First of all, <laughs> I stepped into this room and oh my gosh, I felt it was just so warm, so calming. It just, and it smells really good in yeah. here too. I know viewers probably are like, what is it? What does it feel like in there? But it's just, it really helps in just kind of creating this really soothing environment. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this collection of salt that we have on the walls, on the floor, even throughout the center, it's in the air. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people feel like it smells like the ocean it in does. here. It yeah, does. Yeah, and they get that ocean effect mm -hmm. because that salt's in the air. What's beautiful about salt is it carries so many negative ions uh -huh. that it counterbalances all the positive ions we get oh my gosh. from our phone from our computers, from our screens. Yeah. So, so yeah. Very cool space. Thank you. Yeah, we're pretty proud of it. We like doing podcasts in here too. It's yeah, it's very a fun. Lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. So I yes, there's other titles that you mm -hmm. hold. So so why don't yeah. you explain all that you do for the college? Sure. So as executive director of the foundation, I lead all of the fundraising for the college. Um, under the foundation, there's also alumni relations, which is pretty new mm -hmm. and really fun to get involved with. Um, new to my position is also grants. And so we have an amazing grants team here at CSI. Um, and we basically go out and about and try to solicit and submit grant proposals mm -hmm. um, for various programs various student needs on campus. So awesome. that's what we do in a nutshell. Well, I think all of that under your purview is perfect. Like it all right. fits, right? It so. makes sense. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important for a college to streamline and really identify priority funding needs, um, student needs at any given time, and then actually create really a robust plan to figure out how best to meet those needs. Mm -hmm. Is it a grant? Is it connecting with community partners? Is it um, connecting one-on-one -on -one with donors? So you have to be really strategic when you fundraise for a college. Yeah, absolutely. Because the programs are changing too. All the time. All the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Education today right. does not look the same as it did when well, I'm in school again and I was oh. in school 10 years ago and I was in school 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, I'm just a perpetual student. And so. that's great. It's awesome to be a lifetime learner, right? Yes. Times are changing and they're changing so quickly. We've learned that from the pandemic too, the amount of change that we needed to create during that short amount of time. So right. really in higher education, we need to constantly look at what are the needs for our students? Most importantly, what are the needs for the community that we serve? Mm -hmm. What are the needs for the workforce? And really be forward thinking when we talk about 
degree offerings, certifications, what have you. Yeah. So that was uh, one of the standout points with CSI that I was so impressed with. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, I wasn't, a, I'm not an alumni of CSI, unfortunately, but I'm very impressed with the process of how they connect into the community with through right. workforce training right and allowing those programs um, and to build programs for corporations mm-hmm. and in businesses that need a specialized workforce exactly I think that's the really neat thing about working for a two-year community college mm-hmm. so I've worked at four-year institutions public institutions state institutions and I've also worked at um, community colleges Community colleges have this really cool way to be able to transition and meet workforce needs, Mm -hmm. to meet workforce where they're at, to figure out how to change and make changes really quickly. Um, That's needed in higher education right now. Yeah. Um, And And in our growing community. Oh, absolutely. Or any growing community, but ours especially. Yes, it's grown so much. And so um, CSI has a really great way to not only connect with community partners and industry partners on workforce needs through our workforce training program. Um, But we also have a really robust CTE program or career technical education program. Um, And we also have a lot of academic degree offerings too that help students transition to a four-year setting in state, out of state, wherever it is that the student wants to go. So um, I'm really proud of the work that CSI has done and just being flexible, agile, and also just kind of creating partnerships with different community folks. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. and and it's been, so I serve on the board. Yes. Uh, yes, I've, I've been on, I was trying to re- remember if it's five years or if I'm going into yeah. my sixth year. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's been an absolutely rewarding experience to, to sit on the CSI Foundation board all these years um, and just see the work mm-hmm. that, that you do. It, it was really my first opportunity to be in higher education. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always worked at the elementary and high school level you know, and um, to really get into the university and college level, Mm -hmm. it has been educational for me and and really given me a perspective of how colleges play a part in their community Mm -hmm. and and what initiatives are important to them. Yeah. When you connect with, when folks connect with community or when I go out and connect with community members, they oftentimes say that like the college is the community hub. Yeah. Right. So CSI offers so many different programs to folks of all ages, whether it be our continuing education programs. We offer different camps to community members, our academic programs, CTE programs, workforce trainings, our robust athletic programs. I mean, all of that. And I think with a community our size, like CSI plays a really vital role in the economic development um, aspect of our home, mm-hmm. our community, mm-hmm. and people see that. People see value in it. So when we go about and we fundraise or we say, hey, get involved with the Alumni Association, people aren't like, I don't get it. They get it. They get the value. They see how the work benefits our community, our kids, our our industry partners, what have you. So yeah. it's a fun job, honestly. Yeah. Well, it really does branch out and touch so mm-hmm. many people in our community. And that's mm-hmm. why it's seen 
and felt right. at the level it is. Mm-hmm. So, And then just recently, we got a designation for yes. our school. Do you want yes. to talk a little bit about that? Yes. So the College of Southern Idaho is the first Hispanic-serving institution in Idaho, yeah. which is really exciting. So um, a lot of folks don't realize that the Hispanic population has been and is the fastest growing population in the state of Idaho. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to take off my foundation hat and I'm going to put on, I volunteer for the Commission on Hispanic Affairs. I'm, a, I'm the vice chair right now for that commission. And so as I wear that hat, I'm letting folks know that the Hispanic growing, the Hispanic population in the state of Idaho has been growing for years, especially in our region, especially in Southern Idaho. Mm-hmm. Um, Right now, a lot of the rural schools in our region are predominantly Hispanic students in our K through 12 system. Okay. Um, it's important to know that and understand that because these are the kids that are going to be transitioning to our middle schools, our high schools, and then our colleges. Right. So being um, a Hispanic-serving institution or an HSI Uh is basically a federal designation that states that and really recognizes that 25% or more of our students enrolled at CSI identify as Hispanic or Latino. So um, it's it's an exciting designation to have. Yes. I think in the United States, there's over, I think, 550 HSIs. Oh, wow. In the U.S. Okay. And we're Idaho's first. Yes. That's incredible. Is there any others in Idaho now? Not yet. Not yet. So there's a couple of um, other, there's like emerging HSIs or they call them EHSIs where the Hispanic population isn't quite 25%, but it's getting close. Uh-huh. And I think um, Boise State is one it's of those close. institutions. I think um, maybe CWI might be really close too. Okay. So um, here in Southern Idaho, you'll definitely see probably more institutions receiving that designation. Yeah. Um, so it's exciting. Very. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I remember going through that process and, and watching and and mm-hmm. it, it really did give you a sense of excitement. I mean, it always is exciting to be the first in something. Right. right. It is. <laughs> um, no matter what it is. Well, there might be some things. But anyway, mm-hmm. but it was it, just knowing when that came through. And um, and that was about the time you were hired. Yes. And it was one of the reasons why I wanted to work at CSI. Okay. To be honest with you. I mean, I've been in higher ed for, gosh, probably about 15 years. Mm-hmm. And um, I we've been, the Commission on Hispanic Affairs had been eyeing and watching CSI for quite some time. Okay. Just because we knew from the population demographics in the region that CSI was going to be one of the first HSI, mm-hmm. um, given the pipeline of students coming in. So when that designation came about, I was like, I want to work there. I want to be part of that work. I want to help fundraise and just kind of build community relations for um, an HSI in Idaho. And so, like you said, it's always exciting to be the first. But being the first also means that we have to do the work to figure out what that means for our institution. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, and it gives us, you know, more benchmarks and, and mm-hmm. more understanding, like you said, of our student population needs, right? which are always changing anyway. But, mm-hmm. but this really, yeah, gives us that benefit. Absolutely. So with the HSI designation, 
it allows us to be eligible for different federal grants. Which is great too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, we could apply to different federal grants that help in providing like wraparound individualized services for our students. That could look like things like tutoring, counseling, mentoring, summer bridge programs, mm-hmm. um, more personalized, like one-on-one um, advising, and also kind of career tracking. So it's really common for HSIs to offer those types of programs to all of our students. Um, it's something that we're working towards. So very, more to come. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. And the fact that it can benefit all of our students too. Yep. Yeah. Open yeah. to everybody. Yes. Wonderful. So there's a lot of initiatives mm-hmm. that the CSI Foundation Board, um, well, that school in general mm-hmm. is a part of. And I know we had talked a little bit about wanting to address launch. Yes. And how that kind of is changing the the discussion in our board meetings you know right. here we are as a CSI foundation board funding students education mm-hmm. and the state just came out with um launch which gives the first two years to mm-hmm. students around eight is it eight the one hundred dollars eight thousand eight thousand five hundred yeah there was lots of different numbers being thrown there it for a changed minute. for a while <laughs> it, right it did the yes. bill changed over the course of the legislative yeah. season so but yeah eight thousand five hundred dollars yeah for their two years of college mm-hmm. and it's only available to colleges right, right. now yes right not university yes. level it's my it's my understanding that it could be used towards um, a certificate. Um, any type of degree, mm-hmm. um, but the focus really is what they define as in-demand careers. Okay, and that's going to be defined by Idaho, uh, the Workforce Development Council. Okay, so they're taking the lead in identifying what are the needs for industry in Idaho. Mm-hmm. What do the what are those careers looking like? What majors align with those careers? Yeah. And they really want to support students who are pursuing those careers and have really a career plan to make that happen. Yeah, to bolster our future workforce mm-hmm. and, and the direction we're going. And it's and it's so fascinating across the state of Idaho. I mean, there's jobs that come into existence mm-hmm. all the time that are being birthed that we didn't even anticipate being a job five, ten years exactly. ago. And so to have the opportunity to be ahead of the curve, which which CSI is yes. a lot of the we have a food science mm-hmm. program. We've got um, environmental, yeah, energy. renewable energy. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, just I'm their veterinarian program. Mm-hmm. I know that's growing. Um, some some great programs right here in our community. Yes, exactly. And it's neat because if um, a student is going to be graduating from an Idaho high school, mm-hmm. so it would be class of 2024. Okay. Um, if they're graduating from Idaho high school, they're an Idaho resident, they basically are going to be eligible for those Idaho launch dollars. So they can utilize those monies to continue their education and go to college here in Idaho. Yeah. Um, and it's fast, it's fascinating and it's exciting. Um, there's still more information that we're waiting for to figure out, you know, how are the students going to access those monies and 
How soon can they know if they're eligible? All that good stuff. There's still things that are going to be figured out. Sure. But we know that that funding is going to be available for high school students, class of 2024. Right. So the students going in to their fall, mm-hmm. all the seniors that are going to graduate next spring are mm-hmm. going to be eligible for this. Right. Yeah. So um, I would just recommend parents to just try to keep up on that information. Um, reach out to... I mean, if they're planning on attending CSI, reach out to Eagle Central, the admissions office, the financial aid office, um, because really students are going to have the ability to utilize those funds at a variety of Idaho institutions, which is really exciting. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. super exciting. I'm excited for our future. Absolutely. So, and with that being said, so all the CSI Foundation Board also has a plethora of of scholarships and opportunities for yes. our students. And so, let's give an overview of okay. that. So, parents or parents and anyone listening, students, maybe have a few students chiming in. I right. Let's give them some information. Absolutely. I think a lot of students and parents automatically think of FAFSA. Yeah. They think of federal monies, and they. Oftentimes, colleges push, push, push FAFSA, which Mm -hmm. is great. Mm -hmm. Submit your FAFSA. But while you're doing that, submit a general scholarship application at CSI. Yes. Um, The general scholarship application basically is a one and all application that puts your name in the hat for any and all funding that's available through the foundation. Yeah. Um, The CSI Foundation typically distributes around... 2.5 2.5 to $3 million in scholarships every, every year. year. Yeah. We have a really robust scholarship we program. We're, and we're so proud of it. We right? are. We are. We're, we really are a national leader in, in college foundation boards mm-hmm. and, and college foundations for what we give back to our students. And mm-hmm. that's that's a big tribute to our giving community. Yes. And how, um, how many just open hearts toward education we have mm-hmm. here in the Magic Valley and surrounding areas. Absolutely. So scholarship monies are available to any student who is attending CSI. I think a lot of students and parents think their student has to have a perfect GPA. Right. They have to, you know, the application process is really long. It's not. It's a few questions. Tell us a little bit about yourself. We want to know your major, your career goals. But we honestly have scholarships for like almost any type of person yes we have scholarships geared towards idaho residents we have scholarships geared towards students that are first generation college students or the first in their family to go to college yeah um we have scholarships that are focused more on majors right Mm -hmm. so and i would say a a huge majority of the degree offerings at csi has some sort of scholarship offering within the foundation um, we have child care scholarships, which is a really neat program. We have um, child care scholarship monies available to student parents who are attending CSI. If they have a child who's, I would say, younger than kindergarten age, right? Mm-hmm. And they're going to a state licensed child care facility in the state of Idaho, they're eligible for scholar uh, for scholarships to help with child care. Yeah. And we actually send those scholarship dollars directly to the child care facility so that their child care is paid for which, for that semester. Yeah, which that's such a huge expense. It's for, huge. For parents in general, but especially when you're taking the time to go back to school. Yes. Maybe minimizing how much time you have to work. Absolutely. Yeah, all of that, all of that can help. I went back to school as a single parent. Yeah. And any 
any amount of help was so beneficial. Like just mm-hmm. just that little, and it it really made me feel like I had a community that cared about my success. Yes, it really pulled community into into my um, wheel of of people I wanted to thank and appreciate. Mm-hmm. After the long run, right? Yeah. Like after, and that's why I like to get involved. That's why I was so happy to sit on the foundation board. Yeah, it and was that give back opportunity. Yes, and you get it, right? Yes. You get it. Yes, you, I felt it. Like many of our board members, yes. they were either a CSI student, they were a first generation college student, yeah. they were working through college. Um, a lot of our students are working through college. Yes, they're juggling family. Yes, they're juggling working full time. Right. Maybe they're a caretaker. Maybe they're a commuter and they're coming in from far. So there's all these things. Yeah. I would call them non-academic barriers mm-hmm. or um, that our students are juggling all the time. And there's sometimes financial costs associated with that. Absolutely. That, that is, un, it's not always understood, mm-hmm. you know, until you see from that perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think that leads us right into the other big important aspect of of who we serve, and that's the donors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I I really believe, I mean, people say, how can you be a fundraiser? That has to be so hard. It is the most fun job. I feel really blessed to be able to do what I do. Um, There has never been a time where I've connected with a community member or a donor and I'm like, hey, can you donate to this? And they're like, I feel like I'm twisting their arm, right? you know, or it's an awkward conversation. Or talking them into something that they wouldn't want to do. Yeah. Yeah. You're totally agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Like any of these conversations, they're so willing. Mm Mm-hmm. And and when people donate to our foundation, it's it's almost a passion mm-hmm. of theirs to leave, you know, their estate in good hands or some yes. type of legacy. Yes, they usually want to like pay it forward. Yes, um, a lot of our donors, you know, people think that donors come in and they drive these flashy cars <laughs> and they, you know, what I mean. They no, they some of our largest gifts that we've received and I've worked with in my career have come from the most down to earth. Like you wouldn't even suspect that these folks have millions of dollars to yeah. donate, but they do. Yeah. And they want it to go to a, a, a good cause. Mm-hmm. They want it to, um, the funds to be managed well, and they want to make a difference in their community and in the lives of students. And that's the cool thing about this job is that you see that behind the scenes. Yes. A lot of donors are under the radar. Right. They don't want a lot of fuss over there, you know, but they want to make sure that the funding goes to support a student in need. Right. And I think we do that really well. We absolutely do. I bet that's another aspect of the foundation I'm so impressed with is how we handle individual donations mm-hmm. that come in mm-hmm. um throughout the pandemic we were there's many meetings still kind of is where mm-hmm. we sit there and go what's the market gonna do to all these donors yep. monies um and we have had really great reports mm-hmm. we have fared very well Absolutely. through the ebbs and flows of the market these last few years yes and um and I'm proud of that. I'm mm-hmm. proud that I can turn around and let people know 
your money is well taken care of. It is. It's it's in hands that have the right intention, mm-hmm. the right focus, that is truly trying to bolster what it is you're leaving for this organization yes. to do. Absolutely. And that's so important. Um, the market has been very mm-hmm. volatile, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think to work with a board that understands that we're in this for the long haul. Yes. Right? Yes. So the focus on sustainability planning yep. is important. The emphasis in understanding that we want to make sure that our funds are here in perpetuity. Yeah. Right? So we're not, there's sometimes we're going to have to say no to maybe certain things or we we have to maintain a certain budget but it's for good reason. It's because we're in here for the long game. Yes. We want to support students from now until the end, you know, yeah. like the end of time or whatever. But right. um, And we're really lucky because the board gets it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, we have fantastic individuals on our board. Mm-hmm. It really is a community of people that I respect so much and appreciate working alongside. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so, so wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience? Um, I would just say um, if anyone out there is interested in having someone from the foundation maybe present at you know, a company meeting, department meeting, if they want to learn more about various initiatives with the College of Southern Idaho, we're always available to connect and provide a presentation, meet with folks one-on-one. Um, a lot of folks automatically think that they want, we only fund scholarships. No, we fund everything that maybe CSI might need. So there's always a need for support for academic programs, for athletics, for construction projects. Um, Capital campaigns. Yes, capital campaigns. Mm -hmm. Huge. As we're growing as a college. And that's that's something I'd like to point out too. A lot of times we get donations that are restricted. Yes. And so, but those unrestricted funds Mm -hmm. really help us flex mm-hmm. when there's a shift in what our students need like with mm-hmm. this launch program like mm-hmm. maybe it's not as much dollars into education that people will need but maybe it's housing mm-hmm. or maybe it's you know we're building housing on campus mm-hmm. or maybe there's a new building to incorporate a new program right and and when we have those unrestricted funds come in mm-hmm. it really allows us the flexibility mm-hmm. to bring forward in the college what it really needs to be successful. Yes. And that's what those unrestricted dollars are doing right now. Yeah. You know, the emergency assistance funding. Yes. That was huge during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So even providing an unrestricted donation, it makes a huge difference. Um, But yeah, we are a resource in the community. So if folks want to connect with us, we can go to your location. We can meet with you. We can talk about the different programs that we offer. Um, if it's a matter of setting up a planned gift, mm-hmm. we would be happy to connect with folks on that. Um, can connect with financial advisors on setting up um, a planned gift. That's not a problem at all. And we do that all the time. Um, 
more information to come about the Alumni Association, I would really love for Carrie to connect. Carrie Van Noy is our assistant director at the foundation, and she's doing some really great work Mm -hmm. with the Alumni Association. And so I would love to provide her with an opportunity to connect with more folks to get involved with that as well. And Carrie's just pleasant and bubbly and great to be around, too. She's a lot of fun. Your whole staff is. You guys do such a wonderful job in, in... taking care of that foundation yeah we we work and it's we work really hard and it's a lot of fun and it's a great team and we're really I'm really fortunate to have the team that we have they're great great to work with yeah absolutely well thank you so much for taking the time to oh thanks for having us. me yeah, this was a lot of fun yeah it is fun to do podcasts and yeah. I really enjoy getting this type of information out to our viewers because we are a community wellness center I mean that's we're here to serve communities so. yes it's amazing thank yeah, you you're welcome So thanks for tuning in today. Um, And I just want to remind you, you can go ahead and find our podcast anywhere where you like to tune in. Apple, Spotify, YouTube. Um, There's lots of others that are escaping my mind right now. (laughs) (laughs) But I also want to remind you that it is perfectly okay to stay salty. Thanks for tuning in.